It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Um, okay, Matt, I, I want to get into this conversation here. Uh, let's talk about superstar elites, um, guys who basically are the best at their craft at the wide receiver position. Uh, explain to the folks the, the tiers that you've got. Yeah, so to me, I think that it, when we're ranking out receivers, and this is just purely ability, this is not fantasy-wise, um, yeah, I do right. have a spreadsheet that is not publicly available, uh, just mm. my own personal rankings. Maybe someday I'll put it on the site. I just haven't you – know, we'll figure it out. Maybe this maybe this yeah. ne- next season. I've, I've teased it a little bit, and I just haven't gotten around to it. But to me, like, I think there are three tiers of number – like, number one receivers, if that makes sense. Okay? So, okay. And, and I the, when we just throw out the phrase number one receiver, that does not mean, like, the top receiver on every depth chart is a number one receiver. Obviously, like I don't think there are teams that like there are thirty two NFL teams. There are not thirty two number one receivers. Okay, um, and I am also sort of like I have said this year that my thoughts are a little bit, I'll say, evolving in terms of okay. can a team have two number one receivers? Like you know, I just because of how some mm. of the some of the offenses in the NFL played out this year, right? Like I do think that. Devonte Smith would be a number one receiver on you know thirty one, not thirty one, but a lot of other teams out there. Yeah. But we still haven't seen that at least for an extended period of time, right? Um, T. Higgins is going to be a great example if he moves on from Cincinnati this year. Like, can he be a number one receiver on another team? We'll see because we haven't seen it. Even if there's spurts of times where he's been productive when Jamar Chase hasn't played, I still think like I I don't know. That's just an evolving thought on my head, and I'm actually not really sure like where I stand on it. Like I said, I think it's it's something I'm kind of hashing out, but basically I think there are three tiers of number one receivers to me. There are elite number one receivers. There are superstar receivers. And then there are very good number one receivers, but they don't quite fit in the superstar or elite tier. So to me, elite is the top. Like if you're saying a player is elite, it's the best of the best, and it has okay. to be a small crowd. Um, to me, coming into this year, there were seven elite wide receivers in the NFL. There was Justin Jefferson, there was Devontae Adams, there was Stephon Diggs, there was Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase, and Cooper Cup. Um, mm. I think... Cooper Cup is probably the name that has to fall out of that elite yeah. tier this year. Um, and Diggs is kind of a more no complicated question. conversation uh, because of how weird of a season he had. I still think, you know, barring when I go back and, and, and chart all the data out and really dive into it, um, I actually have a conversation slated this week to, to talk with Stefan Diggs. So hope if that Ooh, happens, hopefully you can dive into some of this stuff with him. Um, but I still think for now he's on the back end of my elite tier, but the only player I think we're actually welcoming no question into the elite tier this year has to be CD lamb, right? He, yeah. he, I think graduated from the first name off the list, like the first name in that superstar number one group. I think he has to jump into that elite number one receiver group after the season that he just had, uh, 18, <clears throat> excuse me, 1750 through the air. He had 135 receptions, led the NFL, 
uh, in regards to total receptions, a 75% catch rate too, which to me just speaks to uh, the hands, the route running. And, and again, you could talk about air yards and those kind of things, and I get it. Um, but the bottom line is C.D. Lamb is the centerpiece of the passing offense. People are trying to stop C.D. Lamb, and they cannot do it, right? So 135 receptions led the way in the NFL. Uh, I believe he was number two in total receiving yards. Yeah, he was number two mm-hmm. just Behind outside Tyree, of Tyree yeah. Kill. Uh, but man, just a hyper efficient player. Love the fact that he can move around the formation, uh, 50, 50 inside outside player. Um, and, and he'll burn you anywhere. Uh, that's really what CD lamb is doing. Um, whether we're talking about real life or even fantasy, I I would make the argument that CD lamb was more valuable to you than Tyree kill, um, in Mm. fantasy purposes for what he did down the stretch. Uh, but okay. So him right there near the top of the class, I would assume. Tyreek Hill is right there with him? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I still think that Justin Jefferson is probably, when he's 100%, the best receiver in the NFL. Um, he just when – he's, when he's healthy, he's he's unstoppable. You know, he's similar to CeeDee Lamb, too, where um, these guys are so hard to defend because they are masters. Like, they have a PhD at all three receiver positions. And, you know, you see a lot of, like – what Dallas does with, uh, and they do this more like in terms of lining him up inside than the Minnesota Vikings do with, uh, with Justin Jefferson. Cause Jefferson's just right. like a perfect X receiver when he's out there. And CD is too. Like that was, it was actually kind of frustrating in as much as I said, nice things about McCarthy earlier in the show. It was super frustrating in the first four weeks of the season when it was like, okay, first five weeks of the season. Okay. We, we like, we know we love the CD lamb slot stuff, but in, especially in this offense, when it's you hit the back of your you hit the top of your drop you hit your back foot like we need that ball out like if CD is your ex receiver on like the back side or the front side whatever um, he's he's gonna he's gonna be the number one read like you need him in that spot more often and they got better about that this year and but that's hard to do like we talk about okay why doesn't everybody just move their receiver around like this because it's not easy to be a guy that moves around the formation like that and has a PhD like a true mastery of all three receiver positions I would argue that Jefferson. And probably C.D. Lamb right now are the two guys I think that are are the best at doing that. So to me, I still think Jefferson is is the top of the top. He's at the prime of he's in the prime of his career. And then mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're having that conversation where um, Tyreek is up there. And yeah, I mean the, the crazy part about C.D. Lamb is that I think not only did he graduate from superstar tier to elite tier, I think okay. he jumped guys like. You know, um, like I think he took a, a leap ahead of Jamar Chase uh, even this year, and I, I yeah. love Jamar Chase. I think Chase could, he could have the, he could have that type of eruption season that we just had. C- sure. We just saw Ceedee Lamb have at any point. If he had stayed healthy this year and Joe Burrow had stayed healthy this year, he might have had that type of season. Um, but I think like, yeah, Ceedee leaped guys like a Steph Diggs. He leaped guys, obviously Cooper Cup. We talked about and like him and AJ Brown. I think is a really interesting conversation. Like, who's a better receiver? Um, that's that's a tough one, but yeah, I think he's he's mm. not only leapfrogged into this elite tier. I think he's elite, he's leapfrogged a couple of guys that were already in it. Okay, so we've got C.D. Lamb in there. We've got Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown. These are top four guys now. Justin Jefferson. We got okay. We got five guys here in the elite group. Um, these next guys, I think, are teetering. Okay, so I'll ask you about the most obvious one, which is Stephon Diggs. Does he still belong here in your opinion, or are we safe to say this year he dropped off? Now he's going into the uh, into a tier below. I think this one is still to be determined. Um, okay, because 
him and Devante both are kind of in that. And I mean, Diggs just had such a dramatic season in terms of the first half and the second half. Um, right. I just I can't remember very many seasons where a guy just loses it in the middle of the year like that. I, at least I can't, you know, in, in all my time doing this. Usually it's just like right. you see it right away in week one or whatever. Like, oh, this is just not the same player. Um, you know, I think about like Allen Robinson. I think about like Des Bryant, um, these kind of mm-hmm, prototypical mm-hmm. number one outside receivers. Just like you see it from the beginning of the season. Just like, yeah, this isn't this isn't the same player. Um, you know, in Cooper Cup a little bit this year, but uh, he's another injury based one. So uh, the Diggs thing, I think, is kind of still TBD. He's definitely teetering and I, I'm willing over the course of the offseason to to kind of move him down a little bit, just depending on what we find out about what was going on with him this year. And like I, I think I said on this show, uh, or maybe I think I said it on the radio with you last week, I think we're going to find out a lot. We've already started with some of these Pro Bowl interviews he's, he's done, but I think we're going to find out a lot more about Diggs over the next like month or so, what's going on there and you know where things are going. But I do think that, yeah, uh, Adams and Diggs are kind of the guys that are teetering here um, because at times, like when I watch them, I don't see anything different in terms of their ability to separate um, okay. and, and get open. Uh, maybe they're not as explosive, and and it certainly digs. I don't think is as speed based as he used to be, and that's going to happen when you get into your 30s. So um, right. I do think they're kind of teetering on elite versus superstar, uh, but still guys that I think if either of them was to get moved this offseason, teams would. Be, I think be really, really interested in acquiring their services because I mean, legitimately James, like everybody, every team in the NFL needs a receiver, including those two teams that we're talking about, you know, that Adams and Diggs currently play for. (laughs) Yeah, correct. For sure. I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I I think we should just move them down, you know, because if you're having this much discourse as to whether or not you should keep them in the elite, then he doesn't belong in the elite. When we're talking, when we're talking about elite level dudes, it is unquestionable. Like you're like, yeah, no, 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 no. This guy is of that ilk. He's cut from that cloth. He's that level. If you got to start explaining a lot of different things, I, I just feel like, hey, listen, you know, maybe it's beyond your control or whatever it is, but we got to, you know, I think you could safely say you could move them down. That would just be my thought. Yeah. And I mean, there aren't a lot of guys that are at that point of their career. Like we're talking about Jefferson. We're talking about um, Tyree. Well, Tyreek's a little, he's a little kind of an outlier here because he's a little up there, but like Chase and Lamb and Jefferson and even AJ Brown yeah. are still like in the prime of their prime, career. Prime, prime. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, I actually think that the next part of this conversation is more fascinating because um I th- like who are the guys that are knocking on the door that um, could mm-hmm, be the next mm-hmm. CD lamb that are in the superstar group, but could by the end of this um, next season be considered in the elite tier. I think that's the is best. Amon Ra St. Brown an elite wide receiver. <laughs> He's and me, I, and I look, 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 I know why you're struggling because he is, primarily um, a a slot receiver and he doesn't do some of the things downfield that all of these other players that you talk about do. Um, He's freaking good. He's so good in that role, but is that role enough? 
That's my question to you. It's a, it's a great question. And I think he is clearly, if we if he's not an elite NFL receiver, he is the CeeDee Lamb of last year where he's the first name off the list. He's the honorable mention. Yeah. And he's right. He's he's like one good sneeze away from being in there in, in 2024, right? Like uh-huh. in the, yeah, the first yeah, couple yeah. weeks of that season. And honestly, like I, I haven't charted out his 2023 season yet. And like I reserve the right to – do that work and then immediately say, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw enough this past year to, to say he's an elite receiver because okay. he's – yeah, I mean, he's kind of um, – you know what? I, I will say there were – and again, I haven't charted out the full data yet, but I, I can't get the couple of plays in the in the playoffs against the Rams – where and look, I know the Rams had young defensive backs and you know some yeah. some issues in the secondary, but I mean he was lining up against press man coverage and running like big boy routes. Like I do, I you know what actually I I'm gonna go ahead and say I think he he does belong in the elite tier okay. of of players. And you know honestly I've struggled with like I think he probably I, I haven't moved him there and I I didn't in my most recent update, but like um I probably should just have him in my elite tier of of dynasty receivers too because. I don't want to just like keep on waiting for evidence when I think we've got enough evidence at this point that like I I <laughs> know who he is and like right. I I mean I've always been way ahead of consensus on on St. Brown um for for the most part like because I have appreciated how he, good he is in that role but I do think we have seen now enough of him expanding outside of just the power slot role um, right I mean he's he's like I I think it would be hypocritical for me to say, which I've said on the show a lot over the last few months, that I think he has an argument to be the most valuable receiver to his individual offense. I think it would be mm-hmm. hypocritical for me to say that and then not say he's an elite NFL receiver. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, there you go. Um, all right, so I'll throw out a couple names here. Um, I don't think they're elite, but maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. Brandon Ayuk, Mike Evans, DK Metcalf. Uh, yeah, no, DK Metcalf definitely not. Mike Evans, I mean, he's he just he's in that point of his career with Diggs and Adams where you know he's uh, there's no there's been no drop off in Mike Evans's game, and I think you could argue that. Um, he might have had like, the best season of his career in 2023, and he's With had a lot, Mayfield, of really, <laughs> lot of really good seasons in his NFL yeah, yeah, career. Yeah. This is a guy that's probably right. going to the Hall of Fame. You know, I think he should go to the Hall yep. of Fame oh, in Mike Evans. Fame. Yeah. Um, I think, he, uh, yeah, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame, and like he might have just had his best season last year. Um, I think he's definitely a top ten receiver um, in the NFL. I don't think he's ever, uh, you know, and again, all apologies to to Mike Evans who. I mean, is my guy. I love Mike Evans. I, I don't yeah, think Mike he's Evans. ever been. I don't think he's ever been like a, a, a top five receiver in the NFL. Which I know some people, Hall of Fame wise, will be like, "Well, then he's not a Hall of Famer. He's never been one of the five best players in his position." But he's just he's like been a consistent top ten receiver in the NFL for a long time. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. And and by the way, the Hall of Fame, like, doesn't matter what position you play. So much of it is just based on did you play for a popular team. 
<laughs> you know, there's a lot of listen. There's a lot of guys that 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 have played with Tom Brady. They're going to get into the Hall of Fame, and there's no chance in hell, okay, that they were top you know five at their position at any point in their careers. But it's all good.